1: and at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills, coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go. 12 minutes to 8. Happy Tuesday morning. Going to be a warm one today. 29 degrees, but we get to 35 tomorrow. Heating up for 38 on Thursday too. If you want to give us a call, you can do that. Uh, 1-300-736-736. The caller of the week will get a cricket stump Esky filled with Nippy's ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. And Bix, your first day today, you're joining the SENSA family, mm. which we have a, a big family at SENSA. David Wildy has joined the family for this year. Obviously, mm. Bryce Gibbs is on board on Saturdays with Tom Lyon. It's growing. It is growing and someone who's been a part of the family for longer than we can remember and you've known him for longer than we can remember is Malcolm Blight who joins us on the line right now morning Blighty thanks for your time
0: uh, Jared and Mark Bickley hi guys I've been uh, listen I've been listening it's sounding great. You you told me to say that, so that's good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Good work, Malcolm. (laughs) Hey, let's start uh, with some footy and uh, with the Adelaide Footy Club. Uh, Jordan Dawson was appointed uh, as the captain in his his second year. How do you see that? You know, some people raise an eyebrow and say he hasn't been there very long. Tell me how that can happen and and why you think Adelaide have gone down that path.
0: Yeah, I I mean, it's an interesting call. One of the things, if you just notice the way he plays... He's been in the system. He's been in a very good system at the Sydney Football Club, of course. Um, His first year was outstanding. I know Rory Laird won the best and first, and he ran second. But I just thought of the way he pointed and poked. He's Mm. a much more, I guess, instructive player on the ground. So probably that's taken into account. And they do it pretty thoroughly now, Mark. Mm. It wasn't just me walking up to someone and say, listen, son, I want you to be captain, and that was it. Now they sort of go through the noughts and crosses of it all and and work it out so i hope that tommy Duda is not all that disappointed with that i mean you know it, it, is it a good thing but it's not the only thing being captain of a club
2: mm, no doubt about that and, and you and i were chatting the other day and we were talking about this is a number of years back in the early 70s around when barry davis and john Rantel came to north melbourne they were both club captains for other clubs
0: in fact, in Doug Wade, too, in my days at North mm. Melbourne, all those players were captains. And David Dench, the great David Dench, was already captain of North Melbourne. And uh, Barry Davis came in as a much more senior player and took over from David. And over. David was fine about it. Mm. Yeah, it just, and David said, well, that's what it is. That's what it is. And David Dench became one of the great fullbacks of all time. It did not affect him one iota.
2: Let's talk about your expectations of Adelaide. How do you see them faring this year?
0: Yeah, I I think there's improvement Uh, I think both in Adelaide and Port Adelaide um, uh, it's it's been interesting the the commentary around Adelaide, I mean they bottomed out finally, Uh, Geelong's still been the only team that hasn't bottomed out in the AFL era, Mm. their turn will come, it's around the corner, we know that they could still win it again this year, it's good cats but there's going to be a horrible fall for them eventually because that's the way it is Adelaide have been through that system now and I'm really keen, you know I've done a fair bit of work on this now to think, where can the club go from here? But they've got a lot of selections in the top 30, which I think are now the, the benchmark. You're going to get an occasional one in, uh, in the 40s and 50s, just like Jordan Dawson was pick 56, mm-hmm. would you believe? Rory Slane was 44. But they're outliers. They've got enough now, they've probably got 8 to 10 players in that round and a half, first round and a half draft picks. And eventually the weight numbers will get them. That's where the good players generally come from now. The, the homework's done better. So I just think the rise will happen. Will it be eight? If you had a guess, you'd probably think maybe just outside the eight. If they can go between eight and 11 wins this year, I think that would be a great step for them.
2: Mm, yeah, keep moving forward. Port Adelaide, you mentioned you expect them to be, uh, have a, a reasonable year. Uh, they, they finished in the prelim uh, two seasons ago, a bit of a down one last year on the back of a whole range of issues. Can you see them bouncing straight back and potentially being in the top four or five?
0: Absolutely, and I, th- this is why, Mark. I mean, th- th- they've actually they've been very clever. First of all, they virtually didn't have set last year, mm-hmm. and I think he's pretty important to the big fella, so he'll play. You've got a Fantasia. I know he's got a terrible injury history and doesn't play a lot, but it, I mean he's he's actually quite classy. If he can get to the ground, then you add Junior Rioli. Another one in the forward line. So that's where they missed out a bit last year. Those two smalls, or that extra small. And look, Jason Horn francis I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. I, I hope, if someone's listening from Port Adelaide, don't make the same mistake that North Melbourne did. He is not a midfielder yet. He had one good game in the finals for South Adelaide as a midfielder and kicked some goals. But his best form early when I first saw him, John Reed pointed him out to me, actually, at South Adelaide as a halfback flanker. And I did it with, you. just go back, and I did it with Andrew McLeod. When I finally found out the, he came to the club as a halfback flanker, put him at the halfback flank and was really, really comfortable and really good, and then gradually introduced him to the midfield. North Melbourne wanted to be a superstar midfielder, pick one straight away, and it just doesn't happen. 18, 19-year-olds don't do that. They get bashed around and battered and lose confidence, and everyone loses confidence in them. So I hope that they play him and slip him into the team in a spot that he's really comfortable with.
1: So Blighty, you you have coached some big name players in your coaching career, Ablett, McLeod, Bickley. Um, <laughs> If you were if you were that last one, I just dropped out, mate. I, I just missed the last time. <laughs> um
0: if you were
1: if you were Ken Hinckley, how would you manage and, and treat Jason Horn Francis heading into this season? Um you've spoken about positionally. He in the media yesterday said it's great to be surrounded by family and his support network. So would you put extra special attention into him to make sure that he is comfortable or just make sure that he's one of the squad?
0: Yeah, no, he's one of the squad, but I mean, you know, know, I know Ken Hinkley pretty well, too. I just think Ken invites them all in. They've got a pretty good track record, Port Adelaide, with players coming from other clubs. I think they actually get, get, you know, this is where you're going to play, and I, I just hope that Ken's done that with him, but what he'll do, he'll embrace him, and you're quite right. I think we all know, if we go home after work at night, and you go to your home, it's much more comfortable. If you go to someone else's home, it's not as comfortable. I mean, we're all comfortable in our own environment. So as a youngster, I think that's pretty important. And I'm sure Jason Horn francis will be much better for that, if nothing else.
2: Mm, tend to agree. Let's broaden our, uh, our view a little bit. Who else has caught your eye uh, over the, from last season to this season? Who do you think is going to improve and have a really good season?
0: Look, I think, um, I don't know if you read the paper yesterday, uh, the News Corp put out their top 40 people, you know, the most mm. influential in uh, the whole world. Gee, number one, Jeff Brown, isn't it funny? He mm. wants to get rid of the commission now. The thing that we all wanted football to do was try and be elegant, you know, just try and make it even and not let three or four clubs dominate. All those years ago, and that's why the AFL came into existence, now he wants to go back like that because Collingwood are egos. A lot of them are ego people at Collingwood. They haven't done a lot lately, but anyhow. I just thought that number 32, Peter Malamouskas, in that top 40 list, I think he's in for a good season. Mm. I think he's started off very well. He's got the footy. He's got the gather round, as I heard you talking before. I think he should get the Mardi Gras too. I know he's following this. (laughs) (laughs) So I would would actually... (laughs) I think, yeah, no, he, look, I think he's the one that's going to improve the most. We've just got to get stuff like that there. And mm. I reckon let's bring back the egg and spoon race down King William Street. He'll do that too.
2: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Well, there you go. I think we need to get you two guys together. You can put your heads together and come up with a whole range of issues. But, Blighty, hey, thanks for uh, giving us some no, of your You time can't get morning. rid of him this Blighty. easily, no, no, Biggs. No.
1: no, we've got one more question, Blighty. Now, we need to know what Mark Bickley was like to coach because um, at the moment he's in a, a tight black T-shirt with some delicious facial hair, and he's just (laughs) – we know he's the perfect man who likes to walk around on this Valentine's Day, and people know who he is. But what was he like as a a young lad from Port Pirie who ended up becoming premiership captain, well-deserved, two times over? Talk to us about some of the things we don't know about Mark Bickley.
0: Well, he used to walk around with a black T-shirt and sort of beardish, and that's what he used to do in those days as well, too. So much nothing's, He's learnt nothing. Another, he's, he's, nothing's changed at all. <laughs> no, one of the things I've said about Mark, and I'm sure he's heard me say it before, and I mean this sincerely, Mark was a no-excuses person. And I reckon as a captain and a leader of a club, if you can get a guy there that still talks to all the players, which he did obviously, obviously well like, but also let's not make excuses. I mean, we're all going to make mistakes, but let's not make excuses. And that's the different approach. And I still think, regardless of how much we put our arms around them now and we try and encourage more than what we did in those days, I still think he was actually excellent at that. So with that and also could play the game over 200 games. You don't play 200 games, that you can't play. Uh, I think it was a, it was a terrific a terrific get for the for the Adelaide Football Club.
2: Uh, great stuff, Malcolm. Thanks. For very kind words, and uh, we love having you on our show. And uh, good luck with your show, which is starting the week before the season. Is that correct?
0: Yep. Yeah, Sports Day, you will be back then with uh, David Gouldy myself. And look, boys, I know you've mentioned it before, but I did want to say this on behalf of. All, all your friends and family, particularly your loved ones, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>
2: Good on you, mate. Same <laughs> to you and Patsy as well, mate. Wish That's lovely. The best. Uh,
1: a great voice and um, uh, speaks with authority as well when, when Malcolm Blight speaks. Everybody listens, so it's great to him. Uh, again, as part of the SEN SA family, we did get a text coming through, um, Bix. This is from Steve on 0427154166. Um, when Adelaide finished their new facility at Theverden. um would there be a statue of... Of yourself, Mark, oh, and Blighty no. holding up the premiership cup. It'd have to be from the second premiership as Malcolm grabbed the cup with the wrong hand in the first premiership. He did,
2: but I would think that Malcolm uh, may have earned one and maybe Andrew McLeod may have earned one or Mark Rusciuto, but I wouldn't have thought uh, this battler would get one.
1: Do you have a statue in Port Perry? No. Do you, you know what you do have? At Bunnings uh, at Woodville, there's a plaque there. (laughs) I I know you did because you go there and you go and have a couple of snags and then there's this big plaque that says officially opened by Mark Bickley. Can I tell you another story
2: about um, when Adelaide won the grand final in 97, I got the um, bestowed upon me the keys of the city. Uh, to Port Piri. So I went there as a function there. Just trying to open
1: people's houses. No,
2: no. It was a a very nice gesture. When we did it again the second year, they decided, well, you've already got the keys to the city. We want to bestow another reward on you. So they uh, bestowed the freedom of the city. And so I put this plaque that says you've got the freedom of the city. And I said to, I think, the mayor or one of the councillors, what does this actually mean? And what it means is uh, that I can lead a band down the main street... (laughs) Or bang a drum down the main street and draw a sword in anger. So, so apparently when, when cities used to go or, or they would go off to war, they would get a drum, strap a drum on and they would bang the drum and sort of march out of the city and off to war. And so that was what the freedom of the city meant. So, so we're saying
1: now that you could participate in Mardi Gras by banging that drum. Not so in- much about drawing the sword. <laughs> That that sounds a bit dangerous, I would think. We're going to speak to the Premier of South Australia next. Good morning.